All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What's in the Wilderness. This is episode four. Yes, yes sir. What's good? What's good? Uh, we're really excited to, to share with you guys, kicking off 2023 with the first episode of the year. Uh, thank you for being patient with us. I hope you guys enjoyed your holidays because we uh, sure enjoyed ours. Uh, got to spend time with each other, with our families. It's been it's been really enjoyable. And honestly, I've you know felt the love of God in the midst of the holiday, which is the priority. So it was it was really really fun. Uh, that all being said, again, I'd like to thank you guys for your patience because we've had to undergo some trial and error as we continue to record and try to put out uh, what is good content, in, not only in your eyes but more importantly in God's eyes. So thank you for your patience today, though. Hope you heard the claps. Uh, <laughs> we are excited to bring you a story time episode part two. Right? Yes, sir. All right, Tepito, what we what we doing today? You know, what that we was a little more subtle. <clears throat> you know what we getting into today? We're gonna get the one and only Big Bro Zay. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Man's gonna give us his testimony for today, man. Super stoked. All right. Yes, you want sir. to kick it off? You ready? How you feeling? For sure. I'm feeling good. What do you what um, do you expect uh, to for the people to get out of this? Yeah. That's good. Uh, I don't know. I hope they just see uh because I feel like all of our testimonies are like reach a certain amount of people. So yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. cover ground. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. for like every person that is listening. So right. um, I don't know. I just hope that regardless if people went through what I went through or uh, whatever they get from it, that they just see, um, you know, God's love, God's yeah. redemption, mm -hmm. God's forgiveness, Good. all of those things. Super dope. So yep, yep. That being said, why don't you kick us off? Take us back to 1996. Six. What are you old? Six. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, hopefully today ain't too long, huh? Uh-huh. But, but if yeah. it is, we're chilling. <laughs> right. We're chilling. But, uh, but no, so... Yep, 1996, September 25th. Um, I was born from my lovely mother. Yep. And um, I'm trying to think of how to begin. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to start. Yeah, it is. And it's kind it's of like, like awkward, kind of. Yeah, because you, you really start? don't know where. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like obviously you start when you were born, but then like, okay, now what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to think of. So where was your mom when you were born? Like when you were, when she was pregnant with you? What? Well, how was that? Do you know stories about that? Spoken um, to her about that? Yeah, kind of. I just know I was super big. Yeah. Um, ten pounds, mm -hmm. nine ounces. So, um, I always knew I was a big baby, and I know she had a C-section. So I think you know I'm sure the pregnancy for her was maybe not as rough yeah. as some may have been, mm -hmm. but I'm sure it was some kind of struggle. You know, carrying sure. around a whole Big 10 pound baby bowling ball yeah exactly so <laughs> so uh at the time we lived in alexandria um mm -hmm. or arlington honestly i always get confused yeah i get confused between all of them herndon really? all of there yeah really? I, I don't know where any of these <laughs> fairfax crazy i just I that's not fairfax know. county yeah. exactly i don't know oh, i didn't even i wasn't even yeah. hip it's crazy i thought alexandria Big. was in, yeah, it in its own county for some reason yeah, I'd be confused with Falls Church, Arlington, Alexandria. Yeah, no, you lost me at Falls Church. I, yeah, don't, even, I don't even know where that is. Yeah, see. So, so anyways, um, yep. So we lived out there. Uh, I was born up there. 
and then I quickly moved down to Woodbridge. So like when I was like four or five, mm-hmm. so I started school down here. So really, I was like raised in Woodbridge. Okay, I would say. Right. Um, but the biggest thing I think for me was that right off rip, I was uh, born without my father. Mm. So my father, I think, uh, had left when my mother was like seven months pregnant. Okay. Or like six or seven, I think it was. Yeah. And um, and yeah, so like you could just you know right off rip that's just what i was born into the world i was born into was just women was just my mom my grandma yeah and all my aunts and uncles um so that's really where i guess you can say the story begins Mm -hmm. is um is here in woodbridge then um it's crazy though because you know just random facts i remember the apartment up there my mom somehow you know because obviously she was a single mom Mm -hmm um you know trying to work and provide and stuff so i don't know how it was but she got her apartment for like 10 bucks a month what Bruh. yeah it was through some program because my grandma okay, lived okay, there okay. too dang. dang and yeah it was like 10 bucks it was something crazy i mean obviously this is the 90s but mm-hmm. i'm sure for the 90s still that's mm-hmm. pretty crazy but yeah. i know I, I just remember the apartments over there um some like i've seen so many pictures in the apartments over there yeah but anyway remember what it was called Oak View Gardens. Wow, nice. I have no idea where that is. Yep. It's the apartments with like the big buildings and nah, it's just nah, one nah. entrance? No, no, no. It's by it. It's by it. Oh, yeah. It's by that big okay. one. Oh, dang. With, like the ones that you're talking you about. Yeah. It was yeah. a penthouse. Nah, nah. nah I'm just <laughs> like the projects type. Oh, really? <laughs> they got like high rises like they, in the projects? I feel like they got updated. I don't know. Oh. I, I haven't been in any of them. Gotcha. But yeah, no, these were the apartments where like you walk in the door, you're the front door, and then there's like steps to go up and mm-hmm. steps to go down. Oh, I got you. And then yeah. it's just that. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's, okay. that's the whole. Right, right, right. So, so anyways, yeah. So we come down here. Uh, we moved to Westridge with my mom. Mm-hmm. And Jeez, talk about that transition, huh? Westridge. Oh, I love Westridge. Westridge is, <laughs> like Westridge is my home. Yeah. I love I, that place. I still have no idea where that is. But I oh, know it's in Lake Ridge, right? Yeah. yeah, it's in Lake Ridge. That's it's the by, safest community you'll be at. Yeah. It's by the CVS. By the Karen's. Chipotle. On uh, Obridge. Obridge, Obridge, Obridge. Okay, okay, at okay. At the end, it's kind of like oh, there. Oh, okay, okay, right right there. Like where Smoothie King is at and the Panera. Kind of like, but be- be- before. It's oh, like the light, okay. two lights before. Yeah, I track, that entrance. I track. So anyways, yeah, we moved up here. And yeah, it was actually really cool. You know, just going to school here, going to school in West because it has its own school. Mm-hmm. It has its like everything, a pool, pond. It was just so dope. Mm-hmm. I loved growing up there. Wait a minute. Sorry. Not to get fixated on this. Is this where your grandma currently lives? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I've been to Westridge. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. shout out Westridge. Yeah, shout out yeah. Westridge. Yeah, that's Westridge. <laughs> I love Westridge. That's the dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> but, sorry, sorry. Nah, nah. So, so yeah. So I guess I could start, um, I guess really from where I remember, like just always, like for me, I just always thought that, you know, being raised by women mm. was like common. Okay. So like even with my friends, right. you know, growing up, they didn't have their dads in their lives either, mm-hmm. whether it be divorce or whether it be gotcha. Um just, or anything. Yeah, just them not there. Yeah, mm-hmm. deaths, whatever the case may be. But um I just always thought it was normal. Like I just never I just never imagined or never really cared for a long time mm-hmm. what my life would be with a guy. Right. Um and I think, you know, spiritually or even I, I don't even know how to put it, but just I was born into that world, so I feel like I already had this, um, like, negative connotation mm-hmm. towards them, you know, mm-hmm. even as a newborn baby. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, you're born into, we're all born in this sinful yeah. state thing. So I just think that in my in my infant head, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
that I can already tell, you know, and, and studies do show that, you mm-hmm. know, when you're babies that you can already tell right. um, when there's not a father present or... Yeah. Yeah, even in the womb, even before you're born. Yeah, exactly. You begin to form those relationships. Exactly. So it's crazy. Exactly. So... And just to clarify, when you mean by guys, you mean like... Paternal Father figures, figures right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. But I always, like I said, so being raised by women... I always gravitated towards women and mm-hmm. not like in a, you know, creepy way, but mm-hmm. like, I just always knew how to talk to women. Right. It's a comfortable better. Space. Exactly. Better than I did with guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I would talk to women, it wasn't like on some, like, I'm trying to go smack. I'm right, trying. Right. It's just yeah. easier to make It friends. was just, yeah. Like I, I really, so, so I think that was a huge thing that um, really always stood out to me was just that I was always more comfortable around females. Right. Mm-hmm. And it made sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think from an early age, or once I guess I, I guess as I was growing, I could realize there was something wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And like why I didn't have my dad, or why he wasn't there when I was born, or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. But my mother would always would have like would date. So so there would be guys coming around once in a while. Like right. she obviously wouldn't bring like every boyfriend I guess that to she had. House, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, but I just remember a couple, mm-hmm. and the the way that I was just always raised was just always the guys would leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just something that, you know, I, I was thinking about recently and I was like, it's just so crazy how, whether it be just life in general and, or just the devil trying to, you know, plant those thoughts in my head. Mm-hmm. But like, I think back and I remember like this one guy my mom was dating and mm-hmm. I have pictures with him and I would run to him, she says, and yeah. like, I would be so happy, but I guess they broke up. So then there's another example guy that leaves. Right. So then uh, I just remember later on, there was some family issues or whatever. And there was this this uncle that I had mm-hmm. who um, who had to go back home mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. And um, home I being like back to his country. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that he was my blood uncle mm-hmm. growing up. But he wasn't. He wasn't. Wow. So, um, so when he went back home, I was just so. That was when I was already like twelve or thirteen, and yeah. that was when it really was like, dang, yeah, because like, I was so close to around. him. Yeah, like no guy sticks. Right, around. right, right, right. Yeah, right. sorry. So I was really close. I was really close to him. So that really hit home. And um, and yeah. So mind you, I have this. Just growing up, I just have this subconscious hate for fathers mm-hmm. right and i guess you can see where the issue is with god being our father right mm-hmm. and we were raised catholic right mm-hmm. and um going to church was really like it was in spanish too so i really never cared to pay attention right but catholicism is a lot different from from christianity in the sense that we really don't like read the bible growing up or mm-hmm. at least our family didn't at least the church that i went to for the most part i know right. didn't and so I just really never cared. I really never put thought into who God was, sure. like if he was real or not. I just really didn't care. And so growing up like that, mm-hmm. um, I just really didn't want nothing to do with him. I didn't really care for him. You know, right. there was no interest in me to go to him, especially with, you know, hearing Padre Nuestro, mm-hmm. you know, father. Right. Yeah, so it was father, just like, I really don't care. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then just growing up, I just have this hate for fathers. And then I just remember this one specific time where one of my mom's um, boyfriends, uh, one day we were sleeping. I think I was like 12, probably 11 or something. 
And um, I remember, I remember it was crazy because we were, it was just like a regular night and, um, or let me backtrack. So I lived with my grandma Okay. and uh, my mom had moved out okay. because she went to go buy the house that I was just previously talking about. Right. And it was this townhome in this, um, I wouldn't say ghetto community, but in a little more dangerous community than, yeah, yeah, yeah. than all of, than the rest mm-hmm. of Woodbridge. Sure. And uh, even when I went, I remember like that the floors were, there were no floors, like it was mm-hmm. nails everywhere sticking out the ground. Yeah. Like, so she really bought that house because, you know, single mom, right. you know what I'm saying? No college degree, no right. nothing. So Limited she was really income. just trying to make ends meet. Right. And, you know, I respect her for that because, mm-hmm. um, you know, she, I, I could always tell that my mom loved me regardless of where I was or what was happening. That's and good. she just tried to always provide for us. So anyway, so I would say with my grandma, at least that's what I think. Okay. You know, because it was just so dangerous over there and not, right, not right. neighborhood wise, but more so like living conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, even when I moved in, there was no, like, we didn't have a TV. Mm-hmm. We didn't have like a, a electricity per se. Yeah, like yeah. we did, but uh, I just remember sometimes I wouldn't even be able to watch TV or like, you know, yeah, so yeah, things yeah. like that. What was going like, how did you feel? When you uh, first walked into the through through those doors, do you remember? No, I don't. Do you ever feel like, oh, I wish I had this or that, or were you just like, oh, this no. is just normal for me? Like I'm yeah. just here with my mom, and we're just gonna do this. Exactly, oh, exactly. Wow. But I would always be. I remember I'd always be scared, so I would always go sleep with her. Mm-hmm. So I would always. I was like ten, yeah. you know, nine, ten, eleven, whatever, and I would sleep with her. But other than that, no, because I would always go with my grandma places. So I would go with my mm. grandma to my cousin's house every weekend and we mm. would play. Okay. Or so usually it was every weekend. So I was never, gotcha. I was never bugging. My grandma took me like everywhere. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So then now I come to this house and my mom has this boyfriend and I remember one night we were, I was sleeping and then I hear them arguing and she runs into my room and locks the door. Mm-hmm. And so me, I just wake up. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm. 10 year old 11 year old kid probably two one two three in the morning right and then i just remember him kick the door down mm. and grab her oh my. and then so it so then at this age i'm already witnessing like some form of physical abuse right like mm. we're not just talking about you know he screamed at her or whatnot yeah, no, this like is i just escalated. remember yeah mm-hmm. and i just remember i have like images in my head of like just what happened i don't want to like you know say the de- say right, details right, of what right, happened right. but I just remember what happened and bro, I just, that was the cherry on top probably for just guys in general. Yeah. And, you know, I always thought back and I was like, just thinking about it. I just always had this hate and I knew who the guy was and I knew like cousins that they had Mm -hmm. that went to schools here. Right. So like my thought process was I was always going to like run into him Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm already in high school. So Mm. my thought process was if I see him like that was it, I was just going to. Sounds you sight. know, I, yeah, I wasn't going to like kill him. I wasn't going to go crazy, but like I was going to let him know. know that it, what he did is not flying. Yeah. Like yeah. I was going to go with some friends. I, I would have been like, bro, this is what happened. Come with me. We're going to go and look yeah, for yeah, this, yeah. you know, something like that. So did you ever see him? Um, No, but I saw like his family. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing his family a lot. And like I said, he had two nieces, I guess, that went to school around here. So um so i think i would see them like randomly and they were like our age so they were around my age yeah so so yeah so that happens so again like my memory of just fathers is 
<laughs> like, bro, it's just yeah. down the drain, right? Yeah, yeah. And so your perception of of all men and paternal figures is just like screwed, basically. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned that. Um, you mentioned earlier that you mentioned like how you can imagine my perception of God then as a heavenly father in the mm-hmm. Catholic Church. I feel like a lot of people don't tie that together. Yeah. And now I feel like it's more commonly spoken about. And, yeah. and that's good because it's bringing like that context to, to the community in the, in the church. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know that how you perceive your earthly father heavily dictates your how you perceive your heavenly father at first yeah that's and good. until you do some breaking down and really like introspection and you you look at your perception of earthly fathers and how it's affecting your perception of a heavenly father mm-hmm. you're gonna have a tinted glass that you look at jesus through yeah and it's it's crazy because so many people come up with that and they don't realize it and not even that, like some, I feel like some people just don't deal with it to mm-hmm. where it becomes something that they don't even know is in them. Like mm-hmm. they don't even know that they're that upset. Yeah, it's subconscious. That it's their father, like really you know, suppressed. got divorced or with their parents, their right. parents divorced or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And it's crazy because that's why you see the enemy attack like families and, you know, father figures or right. mother or mothers as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but any like parental yeah. figure, because that's supposed to be your nurturing. Foundation. Yeah. yeah. Your, your, yeah. So, um, so yeah, where was, okay. Yeah. So I think you're talking about his nieces and then you were talking about running into him. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah, that was just my thought process about him. Um, right. after that, um, my mom met her, her now husband okay. who, um, who were cool to this day. At first it was patchy. Cause again, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just look back now and, you know, now I've tried to, you know, we've had better conversations and try to mend things in the sense of, right. I feel like I was just a hurt young boy who, you know, got this random guy telling me to do something like, right. no, I'm not listening to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I would go tell my mom mm-hmm. and she would be like, all right, go do it whatever he would say no to. Right. And so we would get in a lot of, arg- they would get in arguments. About I would he. get in arguments with him. Gotcha. But I think also just, you know, the dynamic, obviously I feel like I was obviously the toxic one because mm-hmm. I would ask him or she would be like, go ask him. And then I'll be like, come on, mom, please. He said, no, let me go. <laughs> so then she would say, yeah. But I just think, you know, us growing up, you know, I'm came out of her womb. You right, know what right, I'm right. saying? So there's just always going to be that deeper connection with, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, especially for not coming from a, godly place ever yeah um not coming from any of this background yeah you know us it was us it was right. us too right and i die. think i think that even beyond the womb right there was just you went through struggle together like your relationship had been tested yeah right and so that's something that you know unfortunately when you have somebody else coming in your relationship isn't tested right yeah. so you're now um, her husband now right she she came into the pic- he came into the picture but your relationship with him hadn't been tested yeah you know it didn't go through a hard time so you don't know if he's actually going to hold it down when oh, it gets yeah, hard yeah. so because back in the day dudes didn't know how to hold it down when it got hard 
or they escalated to other things like violence, mm -hmm. you have that perspective now. It's like, I'm not going to trust you until I know that you can hold it down. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's a completely reasonable thing. But those relationships, that relationship you had with your mom, it was really tested by fire. So you yeah. felt safe in it because you already went through the crappiest of situations. Exactly. So it's like anything that comes my way now, I know, like, I know she's going to be yeah. there. Or my grandma, exactly. Right, right. Or I just trusted any woman. Like, Because oh, yeah. even my aunts, mm -hmm. my aunts would, like there was a bunch of aunts that would take care of me and like, Mm -hmm. That kind of raised me, helped me and stuff like right, that, right, right. Um, babysat. And I can always count on them too, even to this day. Like, you know, I see them after a while and they're just like so happy. And you know what I'm saying? So yeah. just women in general, I just have right, this, right, right. you know, huge love for. And I remember, um, like, I feel like after all of that, I feel like I just learned how to subconsciously block every negative thing that happened. Mm. And I think in the process of doing that, as weird as it may sound, like I feel like I forgot a lot of my childhood. Mm, you know, and not I, I realize I'm talking a lot, but no, you're good. Um, that's actually a tra that's a common trauma response, mm. and I've seen it in people that you know we either we've mentored or people that I've I've grown up with, or even my my own dad and my mom's is like my my dad more specifically. Like he'll tell me he's like I don't remember this or this or this mm -hmm. and like it was stuff that him and mom went through together and mm -hmm. they he doesn't remember it he suppressed it yeah and, it, or, and it's not something you do on purpose it's just yeah. something that that happens mm -hmm. and so i i think it's a, it's a common trauma response and, I, and i've read about it before and i've heard about it and it's just crazy what the brain does to protect itself yeah it's so crazy yeah <laughs> but for those of you that can't see me, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> just messing around. Fool, it. Man. I'm You're just messing around <laughs> with the with the headset. I look like a rhino. Yeah, hold on. We gotta take a photo so that people oh, yeah. have context and we can post it with the. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right, we gotta lighten the mood up sometimes. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, no, I got, so. I got too serious. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to start crying, so I had to lighten it up. <laughs> like, okay, but um, but, but yeah, no. you say you started blocking stuff out. No, that's so real. And that's so that's so interesting to mm -hmm. me, what you said, right? Because, yeah, I feel like that's how it was. And I feel like a lot of people go through that. And whether it be a certain period of your life or maybe it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like you could have possibly done, um, gone through a traumatic event right. that maybe you just wanted to forget those ye that year, that mm -hmm. incident, that right. whatever, and or you as well, right? It could have been five years that you just wanted to forget and right. you probably suppressed all of what happened there you know so it, i feel like it's just um it's a coping mechanism it is blah, blah, blah. Coping. coping mechanism <laughs> and i think it's because it's not talked about right mm. it's not talked about how to um deal with your emotions right how to talk about them um and it's no dirt or shade on our parents because they don't know either right and mm. then their parents don't know either yeah it's and generationally exactly. just handed down and as, as we're speaking, I feel like this line hit me, what you don't address, you will suppress, mm. you know, and that's just how we go on through mm -hmm. life. So That's so crazy. So I just grew up just suppressing everything because mm. I didn't know what else to do. But my getaway was always soccer. So mm. since I was like four or five, I was just always playing, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. travel with just all my friends. Yeah. I was just always playing. So I do have one good memory that I do want to share. I remember my, our friend Pablo mm -hmm. and bro, to this day, I have so much love for his dad. Like yeah. I just remember seeing him recently after so many years, I was crying because mm. I was just like, bro, that was a good man. Yeah. 
Pablo's dad was a really good guy. Yeah. That's and awesome. he would always, uh, when my mom couldn't take me places or something, he would come like out of his way, pick me up to go play the games. Wow. And then I would sleep over their house all the time. And it was just, it was yeah. just so dope. So anyway, shout out Pablo's dad. He was shout awesome. Shout out Pablo. <laughs> but, um, okay. So all of this suppressing, right? Right. I just grow up not caring, not really, you know, just being this, um, I guess bad kid, you can say, right? Mm-hmm. Just like a class clown and all that. And I think that all stemmed from not having a dad. So I was trying right. to be, you know, liked by everyone. I was trying to make sure that my, um, I, I wouldn't get left or I wouldn't get forgotten right. or people wouldn't turn their back on me, all of these things. Right. So I just, uh, it, it manifested itself through me being a class clown, me sure. always getting in trouble, not caring about school, all of these like, mm-hmm. you know, things. And I remember one time though, that I did meet my dad. Mm-hmm. So I was like around 11 or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember meeting him. But um, again, like I'm, I'm going to come back to my dad at the end. Yeah. Um, because it may sound like I'm bashing him. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'll just come back to it at the end. Because right, right, right. I hope that's not the... Like I'm not trying that's to... That's not what you're trying to get. Exactly. Right. That's not my... I, but I'm just trying to... Give the whole context Give of the your whole story. context. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I remember just meeting him. And I was like, dang, like, this is my dad, right? I mean, what else? Right. Just like another person you meet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're 12 years old. And imagine you just going up to a random guy. Yeah. And that's literally what that was. So Mm -hmm. I just remember going to his room and he was playing PS4, I think, or PS3, PS2, whatever. the Yeah. Whatever the the PS. Whatever it was at the time. And I remember his mom. So his Mm -hmm. mom was there and um, she was awesome. She really Mm -hmm. loved me. Mm -hmm. Um. At least from when she met me, right? Right. Um, but I just remember because he lived in D.C. He actually lived by the zoo, or actually across the street from the zoo, mm. in one of the apartments. Apartments. Yeah, wow. there's like a yeah, yeah. There was apartments back there. Um, like He's I don't know, if, running through a Zillow map in his head. You know how there's a gas station? <laughs> no, there? I just always thought the zoo, the houses by the zoo, was uh, the big money houses. <laughs> like maybe. But maybe not at the time. I don't know. That's yeah. a, mind nah, you. That's what, what am I? 11, 10, yeah. 10, 11, 12. So how? It's like fourteen years ago. Like two thousand six. Fifteen years ago. Yeah, two thousand six. Yeah, but I know what you're talking about. Two thousand seven. It's almost like behind the zoo, years. right? Nah. So like you know that yeah you know the entrance like where yeah. you just walk in. It's across from that, mm-hmm. and behind that are some mm-hmm. like apartments. Mm-hmm. There was like a big apartment building. Anyways, she are lives those, in there. Are those the ones with the high ceilings and it's just one entrance and the elevator goes all the way up? No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Damn. I've never been in those. Uh, I've been in with them once. They were pretty creepy. <laughs> that is creepy. It is. To bring groceries up thirty oh, thirty elevated that. thirty floors. Come on, man. There ain't no garage either. It's just one yeah, parking no. right at the bottom. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So. I remember meeting her and um she was really cool and i i walk into her into her apartment and i see a picture of this little girl mm. and then i'm like who is that and she was like that's your sister mm. and then i was like dang and they didn't live together um no who uh, your sister, your sister and, your and your dad oh no i think she's in like houston or another state yeah she's in another state but he uh yeah so she is I don't even know how she is. I think she was. She's a couple years younger. I think she's in her twenties now, mm-hmm. but she's like a couple years yeah, younger like than five, me. Five, six. Yeah, years. probably something like that. So, um, oh, so I go in there, and this is when I find out I have a little like a half sister, right? Right, and I was just like, dang, never really cared about it. I'm, I mean, I'm young. Yeah. So, anyways, after all of that, 
um you know i meet my uncle my dad's brother yeah um and then i just go home and you know my mom was like how was it i'm like good like it was whatever and i remember they would call well Mm -hmm. my grandma would call Mm -hmm. and she would ask if you know i wanted to come and hang out with her and i would always say no Mm. and then i think i told yeah i share with you all that Mm -hmm. and then i remember um a few years ago she passed away Mm. and that was like really I was just like, dang, you know, this is one of those things you regret. Yeah. And I tried not to get so caught up in it because I'll just go down a spiral. But I was right. like, man, that just sucks. She was so, yeah. she really wanted to, you know, hang out and stuff. But yeah, yeah. anyway, so that was the one time I met my dad. Never met him ever again. Um, never, never saw Never saw your grandma ever again. Yeah. It was just that one time. Dang. So, um, so, yeah, I remember that incident. And then just growing up, um, you know, I'm just skipping... I was really a good kid in high school, like Mm -hmm. good kid, meaning, you know, I was a class clown and stuff, but I was always like respectful, like Mm -hmm. to girls and stuff. Like I was never the guy to cross the line ever, ever. I was just a really, really good boy. Yeah. And um, but I was just bad in school. Like I just Mm -hmm. always was skipping and stuff like that. So really, that's like my high school or that's really my upbringing. Like those are really the main things I guess you can say I remember. Yeah um everything else just fits into those like major events so really the my life kind of begins after high school Mm. and i start to um you know my stepdad says hey like there's three things you can do get a job join the military go to college Mm -hmm. um so i had to do one of one of them or the fourth huh or the fourth move out oh yeah (laughs) or the fourth move out exactly (laughs) exactly so i remember me and my friend donovan we had it was during the world cup because it was 2014 i graduated mm. and he slept over and i was like bro let's go to the recruiter tomorrow just because <laughs> and that's how we both joined really yeah it was so, just on a whim yeah he slept over and i was just like ah, i might as well join the military i don't know what else i'm gonna do in my life so i go um i sign up i join the reserves though but yeah um i sign up and i leave within well i had to wait because you know i graduate june right um September was my birthday, so I graduated on 17. Mm. So to join the military, you have to be 18 mm-hmm. unless you get parental consent from mm-hmm. both parents. So okay. obviously, right. <laughs> that wasn't going to work mm-hmm. for me. So I had to wait, excuse me, till September mm-hmm. to turn 18. Okay. And then I left January. Okay. So January 2015, January 6, 2015, I'm off. Yeah. I go to Richmond, uh, the airport. Right. They have the airport there. Yeah. I've never and been to it, but I've seen it. super yeah. tiny. Yeah. so odd you're living in woodbridge and they send you to richmond yeah because fort lee fort lee which is like what we call maps was like that that's like the place um oh that's where you go where you went to um like that's where you take all your tests mm, and okay, that's gotcha. really i guess you could say the hr center for around here at least like gotcha. to go and i don't know if it's ever I, I guess each state has their own like i don't know yeah I have an idea. and that's where you would go to every other weekend right oh or no 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 so no fort lee was richmond i was going to fort mead in oh for me when, when i came you, back yeah. but no fort fort lee was where is it fort lee yeah i think it is I think Fort Lee is in in Virginia for sure. Because in Richmond, if I'm right? not mistaken, that's where my brother-in-law was for a bit. It's been so long. When he was here. Yeah, it is. It's Fort Lee. Mm. Yeah. So, anyways, I went over there. Oh, it's the process. Oh, yeah. So it, they call it Maps, which is Military Entrance Processing Station. Mm-hmm. So it was over there in Fort Lee. So gotcha. they drove me over there. I had to like, I forgot what I did. Probably sign a whole the bunch whole of papers. Week of, like, onboarding. Yeah, literally. And then from there, they take me to the airport. 
and I just remember I go with just a backpack. Mm. How are you feeling? Like, did you like? I think it was cool. I was. My you, mom was crying. Yeah, you didn't miss I'm your mom sure or anything. Yeah, I mean, because growing up, I was always to myself. Like, mm. I love my mom to death, but yeah. honestly, like, I was just always out. I was yeah. always with my friends. I was so. Uh, I was just always sad to leave her. But mm-hmm. other than that, I was like, this is my, you know, I'm 17, 18 years old, about to go live on my own right. and go do my, make money. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, like, right. just do what Excited you want to do. do exactly. I'm going to another state. Like, mm-hmm. I'm literally starting a new life. So um, I go out there and yeah. So she gives me a big hug because she drops me off at the recruiter station, mm-hmm. which is when Woodbridge, and then they take me, right? So I just remember when I'm on the airport, people are coming back that mm. just finished basic mm-hmm. and they're like be prepared like they just scaring you <laughs> like, get in your head. yeah and i was like <laughs> bro so i was a little nervous because right. i was just like i don't know what to expect yeah, yeah yeah so anyways i get there and basically yeah i go to basic um i make some friends um then i go to ait which was my school uh-huh. um for it which is in fort gordon i went to fort benning for basic fort gordon was like two three hours from there yeah and where are these in georgia okay and um super hot super cold too yeah i hear georgia's i never thought crazy. yeah i never thought it was gonna be that cold but it was like worse, probably worse than here at, at certain points Dang. but um so we're out there right i'm doing my thing i have like a best friend because imagine i i make a best friend literally like the first week mm. and the best friend that i made his name was we had the exact same name jose mm. ruiz oh nice oh, wow. yeah so he was my bunk mate he was everything because it goes by last name mm-hmm. And not only are we at basic together, but mm-hmm. we have the same job too. So then we oh. go to AIT together and then we get the same room in AIT. So we're 24 <laughs> How hours. How did they address you guys? How did they differentiate who they were calling? I don't even know. I don't did even they remember. They use middle names? They use last names, but. Uh, no, I'm saying for you guys. because Yeah, I don't even know. It was just a yeah. question. I'm just curious. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, or maybe. No, no. We were the same platoon. I don't know. But um, so. Yeah, we we even go to the same school together, yeah. and you know, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, you're with, with this person, yeah, this, yeah. this with this person. So you just get close, like super, right. super quick. Um. So, anyways, we're done. Uh, I graduate both schools or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. At this time, it's already August, okay. and I come back August like September. So I was gone from January to August. Sure. And. I'm back now and I'm like, dang, I have some good money saved up. Like I think I had like two, three thousand dollars. This dude was caking. <laughs> no, probably more. No, probably more. Right. I probably had like four or five, six. I, I don't it know. It was a so, couple racks, yeah, which it was is a couple completely racks. new to somebody. And I was like, yo, I was like, yeah. I'm chilling. <laughs> so so I um so mind you over there, I grow my hair out. I get I get my comb over for the first time because I'm like, nobody knows me. Right. And at basic, you had to always shave your head. Right. So everyone is on a clean slate. So if I grew my hair out, yeah. nobody would know uh-huh. if I had that before, or if not. I did it. Yeah, yeah. So But you used to have a bus cut, right? You went always, in with a bus cut. Always, yeah. And I was and, and again, like whole trying to please everybody, trying to make sure people like me. Right. I was never the one to like try something new. Right um or anything like that so yeah. i just wanted to you know do what i did so this was an opportunity to grow my hair out yeah so i did nice so i come back um and mind you i'm still a good boy at this time like mm-hmm. you know i'm not partying or anything right and then i get back and i hear my friends started like partying heavy mm. and so I'm they like, weren't doing that before you left yeah no no because we were young mm-hmm. like we were still in high school so after they started like partying heavy 
And I was like, bruh, I never was the type to go to those parties. Like I never right. like dancing or like <laughs> any like I didn't even know what parties what they did at parties. Yeah, yeah. So I just never was the type to go. Sure. Um but I just remember one time I was like, all right, I guess I'll go. Like, you know, what else? Yeah. Am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. So we go and my friends are starting to like and then you just see Xans, Xanax everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, what the heck? Like these dudes is crazy. Mm-hmm. And but then again, I think just the whole you know, trying to be cool, trying mm-hmm, to, you sure. know, what my friends are doing. So I just follow my friends. Right. And I did one. And then that was kind of the start of. What hooked you on? Mm. Yeah. Like I wasn't addicted, but I was addicted to the feeling of what alcohol and. Yeah. The buzz. Everything did. Yeah. Mm. So that was really the start of, um, yeah, 2015 till 2017. So I was doing that for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, like every weekend we were just going out. We were going to colleges. And, and, and like not trying to be funny but you was like doing zans just like every weekend no no because then the drugs started changing oh yeah so okay it yeah. was a crackhead <laughs> okay relax so, we're not gonna incriminate anybody <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> so anyways we, i just get what kind in, of drugs <laughs> look at this guy i did a lot yeah Save for the feds yeah a lot of them so up for real <laughs> <laughs> so mind you this whole time though my goal um, you know, like people are drinking, people get like to get buzzed, but I was drinking to get blacked out. Like, yeah, you're just going like all in. dummy blacked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um I remember this video I saw of me of everyone like at, at we were at college at a college party mm-hmm. and I like the party didn't even start. It was like eight and mm-hmm. I was already out on the floor just it was like done. Right before the pregame. Yeah, they just left me there. And Do you just, uh were you do you feel like you were blacking out to escape or do you feel like you were just blacking out because you enjoyed the feeling or was it a combination of both? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I always thought back to see why I was going crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Like usually people beer bong beer. I don't know if you know. Have you ever seen beer, beer bong? I have heard of them. I think I've seen them, right? There's them tall things, right? They yeah. look like they have like a funnel on the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. 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 So this one does. Oh, it says pong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, audience. I, I, yeah, some some areas I need to be educated in. <laughs> so it's like that, yeah. Like you said. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So you would just you would hold it closed. Okay. And then you would pour the whole entire beer. Okay. Into and then you the just top, chug it. And then yeah, you let it loose, and then you just chug it. Right. So, but instead of doing beer, I was doing I was putting liquor in there. Oh. And I was going, so I was just going crazy, right? Right. And yeah, I just think that i really was doing it to escape i guess you know the feelings that i had within mm-hmm. um also just trying to be cool i guess right. do you remember what feelings were within at that time probably just everything everything that i shared yeah was all just bottled up and at at the time i'm sure i don't realize it but yeah. i remember during that that time that i would go home and some nights i would just cry yeah i think i, I and this might sound weird right so just like tell me if i'm sounding weird and i'll adjust what i'm saying but i think that at some point in your life when you're dealing with so much of the same emotion that's going unaddressed and you're just suppressing it for so long you just start getting glimpses of the symptoms yeah and then so you don't know what you're feeling you just you're just feeling a negative emotion and this negative feeling or this heaviness on your shoulders or this Mm -hmm. burden that you're just carrying around 
that because of things that you did not address. Yeah. And so you were breaking down crying at, at some points at nighttime because you've gone so long without addressing emotions that you've had since you were a baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, so yeah, I think a lot of people walk around like that. You're just carrying what feels like the weight of the world and it's inexplicably there. But the reason is because of so many things in your life that just have gone unaddressed. Yep. And I, yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. Cause then I remember I would always think about my dad and I would always question it. And, you yeah. know, sometimes when you're drunk, you know, you just be crying to cry. But I think these moments were like real. Yeah. Like real. Cause I would just be in bed, just looking at the ceiling, just thinking yeah, of things. Yeah, to yourself. And which is why I hated to stay up. Mm. And which is why so I hated. So why you wanted to block out. Exactly. Gotcha. So that's what I would avoid because now at the end of the night, I'm done. Like mm-hmm. my body's is, I'm, I just wake up and I'm like, oh, dang. It's the morning already. So then mm-hmm. I would just go. I have a follow up question. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, you, I don't, if you're going to get to this later, then go, then you can stop me. But when you were growing up, did you ever blame yourself for your father leaving? Did you ever think, oh, it's like, it's my fault he left? Or like, did those thoughts ever cross your mind? Like, what was your reasoning in your head that he left? I have no idea. I never thought about it. Yeah. And I never really, I just don't know because. Even now, I wouldn't say even now, but I was just always scared to ask Mm because I just didn't know what the reason was. So I didn't know if my mom was at fault. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if he was at fault. I didn't know if I was at fault. I didn't know if there was any fault. Yeah, Exactly at all. So because I always saw pictures of him when my mom was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So it looked like he was fine. Like it looked like he was happy or whatever. So I don't I never thought it was because, you know, she got pregnant or something. And now he's like and plus, I don't think he would have stayed till. Or maybe he would have till seven months, but mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I don't know. I never really put much thought into it, and even now I'm just hesitant to ask. Yeah, no, the, I think that the, it's, the it's a hard question. It's a hard yeah. question, and, and unless Holy Spirit leads you, maybe you don't have to ask. Unless yeah. you feel like you need that, you know, for for moving forward in a healing process or anything like that. Yeah, you can just go unanswered. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about it. Um, there's a saying. What is it called? What does it say? Um, it's like it's only so much you hold in until you explode or something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I can like, see what I've you're saying. Kind of like, like a volcano yeah, yeah, erupting. Right. Or and I remember speaking about this. Um, uh, whenever we were spoke about this, right? I just like, just wonder how many people are still walking like that. Yeah, yeah. holding things in. I think that's. And that's unfortunately, almost like I think that's like 80, 90 percent of the killer. world, probably such mm-hmm. a silent killer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I've always thought about I'm just going to be kind of like a childish analogy, but like a can of soda is just like mm-hmm. being shaken and shaken mm-hmm. and shaken. At one yeah. point, it's just going to burst. Yeah. yeah. And so humanity has been tr- we just all I think our generation, mm-hmm. just people before us, we've been trained to suppress yep. mm-hmm. and not deal. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that, like we mentioned earlier, just gets passed down and passed down. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, what you don't address, you suppress. And exactly. It's just eventually you're going to blow up. And how that comes out is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, I was going to say, yeah. That could, that could, you could, you can go to drugs. You yep. can go to abuse. To you can go someone. to violence. Yeah, right? exactly. You can, there's so many things, but I promise you, unaddressed, it's not coming yeah. out pretty. Yeah. Even addressed, I mean, low-key, yeah. it's not going to come out pretty, yeah. pretty yeah. Little, but it'll come out legally. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you're not going to have to go to somewhere or uh, literally anger, murdering mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. like all these things happen because of unaddressed trauma yeah. or unaddressed things in your life you know? yeah it's so crazy and even, how many things can be solved by just talking it out exactly yeah, for sure and even like 
because even those things and it doesn't even have to be bad things that people yeah. show it in like people can go crazy hard at their work right and workaholics just make, exactly mm. and it's it's to escape. escape their life mm-hmm. and make their job they're like that like i need to be the best at this yeah and, right you know it all stems from that exactly mm-hmm. and i remember us talking about it but yeah i remember i told y'all about um um, you know, on the lines of this, how everyone is dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so glad that this generation is like mental health. Yeah, you know, it's important. Advocate, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And I remember my uh, Tim Ross talking about it on his podcast of how psychologically speaking, right? Aside from aside from this Christianity thing, aside from any religion, mm-hmm. we're talking about doctors that are, you know, PhD, whatever, psych- mm-hmm. psychologists. Mm-hmm. And they say that whatever your body experiences Mm -hmm. if you don't say the words Mm -hmm. your body knows and matches it and Mm -hmm. and sees that that is not what you're feeling so a lot of times you know you ask someone what's wrong like what's what's been going on and they'll be like nothing yeah that's just suppression and Mm -hmm. your body knows it's like your body's saying stop lying to me like i know that this did not happen which is why every time we go to a therapist or people go to therapists which is why we talk to our friends our closest friends and mm-hmm. we tell them our deepest secrets our right. our hurts our everything mm-hmm. there's just this light this is this like weight lifted off, off of you shoulders, it feels yeah. like you're just lighter it feels like everything that you have gone through has now been fixed just by talking about it yeah and i remember him saying that and i just this was only like this past month two mm-hmm. months and it really has been resonating with me because um, you know, our goal for this podcast is vulnerability, is right. openness. Right, and right. I think it went beyond what mm-hmm. we even thought right. it could do yeah, for people. It has been. And I think that that is the key is just get people to open up, speak about what they went through and not care how you're going to look, mm-hmm. not care about, um, obviously go to a person you can trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we're all humans. If that person turns their back on you for whatever reason, yeah. You know, unfortunately, that was just the circumstances. But I'm saying, like, yeah. find that person you can go to mm-hmm. that you can really open up about some secrets that maybe you've been holding in your whole life. Right. Mm-hmm. And know that there can be safe space that we are here if people are listening and needed right. to talk. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. That because I realized. Um, you know, as I'll continue on that, when I came and I voiced all of these things that really there is freedom, mm-hmm. right? There's so much freedom in speaking it. Yeah. And it was as if my body was like, yep, that is what happened. Mm. Now continue. You right, know? Right, yeah. Like it was like, now we'll, we'll take the steps to, to heal from that. Right. And I think also a lot of the big problem in our culture is, is that like, you know, you need to man up or, yeah, right. or that's not real like suck it up it's not yeah, that deep grow up here and exactly like mm-hmm. all these things and that's really like you said the silent killer yeah and if people aren't you know eventually the volcano is going to erupt yeah but yeah so i think that's where uh, i was doing yeah i hated going to sleep mm. um i just hated it because i just always like being out i always like doing things you know uh-huh. keeping my mind busy busy so anyways, I can go on and on about what happened there. But basically, you know, sexual morality was there, mm-hmm. um, drinking, drugs, all of these things. Right. Right. And then comes Isabek, Right. Mm-hmm. And me and her start talking um, because me and Cameron, you know, we're good friends. Mm-hmm. And he was dating Brenda, this girl named Brenda, which was part of her group. Mm-hmm. And Cameron was part of ours. Right. So we would hang out during these party days. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, Isabek was raised this Christian girl, this, mm. you know, good girl, but she was also hurt right. um, at that point in her life as well from the church. Right. So she was kind of like, you know, at that point, screw the church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And she was coming with her friends and, and, and my friend John, like we would have his in his house. We would do basement parties in his house. Mm-hmm. So she got really close. Right. And, um, you know, she was always known as the good girl. And I was known as like this. El tiburón. Douchebag. Yeah. This, <laughs> this, this hoe for lack of a better word. Yeah, 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 yeah. On <laughs> some Grease Lightning mo- uh, storytelling movie. Have you ever seen that movie? I have Grease Lightning. Dang, I man. wish I did so that I can. I, yeah, I, I've heard of <laughs> it. That's the, that's the John Dee's Travolta joint. No, you're yes, talking about. It is. Oh, Grease? Grease, yeah. Grease oh, Lightning. I said Grease Lightning because of the song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I have, I've seen I've it, seen but I don't remember. clips it. of oh. Grease. Yeah, it's oh, a bad guy, bad boy with a good girl. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It's funny. That's cool. Walk around, slick back hair and a leather jacket. Solid white With a white shirt, yeah. So so that's really us, right? And I kind of see it, you know, I brought her into like my life. And um, so we're partying. But even then, like she's coming along, but she's really not drinking. And I yeah. can only remember her one time like being tipsy. Yeah. <laughs> so she was really not like full blown diving into this life. Yeah. But um, but she was coming with us like to partying. Right. And, and then her friends started partying. So mind you, like we're. 19 you know we're right, right this is the peak of us starting to party you know we're tasting it experiencing it whatever so um time goes on and you know i'm just still acting crazy and then we go i take her to a logic concert mm-hmm. and um during that logic concert you know i just love logic right i always did mm-hmm. and um afterwards is where kind of everything changed mm-hmm. and i don't know what it was like i can't go back to tell mm-hmm. y'all this is what i was feeling this is why i did this yeah but afterwards we go to ihop and you know i remember the booth i remember the <laughs> restaurant and everything and i start asking her about god mm. and i don't know what it was like it just triggered that it was just yeah because yeah, we've already been dating for because i came to bridges september so that was like august mm-hmm. and we had been dating since january yeah so six seven months of us dating and you know why did i never do it earlier like that's just always my thought process why was it after that concert too Mm. that i started asking so i don't know it was just definitely had to be god right and i started asking her and that's that was a big misconception for a lot of my friends Mm -hmm. is that they thought you know this christian girl turned Mm. me christian Mm. right and that she forced me into it and i think had isabek try to get me to go to church you wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked Mm -hmm. i feel like we would have broken up yeah like i feel like we wouldn't be married now we wouldn't be dating Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have been dating because i would just been like nah bro that's not my life like chill Mm -hmm. but it was me that initiated it Mm -hmm. and it really sparked it up right so that's where everything changed i started asking her about god yeah and i'm like bro like why does pe- why do people believe in God? Like, what is it about him that people think he's real for? Yeah. Um, who is Jesus? You know, growing up uh, Catholic, and I still I never... These are, are tough questions. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. She probably... How did she handle them? I don't even remember. Probably good. <laughs> I'm I'm like, Enough to get son? you to go to church, huh? <laughs> huh? Here we yeah, exactly. Here we are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would have sent you straight to the Bible. Exactly. So, I mean, she could have told me anything. I would have been like, yeah, I'm never coming back. So, um, so we go to IHOP or yeah, we're at IHOP and I'm asking all these questions. Yeah. They are Mm -hmm. tough questions actually. Um, now that I think of it, but I'm guessing she handled it well. Yeah. And I'm sure she was just saying, you know, he's real and he loves us and you Mm -hmm. know, all these things. So I'm like, all right, 
it's really sorry. It's really interesting that she was in the middle of that lifestyle, right? But she still had that in her. Mm, that's you know, crazy. like God really brought that out of her. And I don't know, maybe maybe God was molding her and yeah. preparing her exactly. so you guys can come in it together. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like maybe that what that's why it took you a while to ask those questions. Yeah. And uh, I can I just see like God behind it like a mastermind almost yeah. you know what I'm saying just like orchestrating everything yeah, yeah. so it all aligned because imagine like I you know I I don't know how you're going are you about to share how you started coming to Bridges or are you not yeah but you can talk oh, about it oh okay, so it. so for if I'm not mistaken like Gabby was the one that invited mm-hmm. you guys mm-hmm. I had literally recently invited Gabby maybe in August legit yeah, yeah. so had you asked those questions oh, yeah. before. Yeah. Maybe that opportunity to come to Bridges, which is where God wanted you guys, yeah. wouldn't have happened because I hadn't spoken to Gabby yet. That's you crazy. know what I'm saying? Like just thinking about all that, all is of really, that, that really right? crazy. And that's where I go with. That's why you know I'll get into it, but that's why I'm like I know like I can't like people seeing my life right, mm-hmm. and a lot of my friends see me, a lot of my friends saw my life. Like I just hope that my life can show them that it's real. I would not, yeah, like I would not go from this lifestyle to something that I thought was fake. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like something that I that I was forced to go into, something right, that right, you know right. like I truly had to believe that this was real and I obviously do. Yeah. And when you think about that, like I I don't believe in coincidence when it comes to things that require like two or more things, right? Mm-hmm. Like like if I run into somebody, oh, what a coincidence. But mm-hmm. we're talking about this specific time in August that mm-hmm. I asked her. And then you reach out to Gabby mm-hmm. at this specific time and invite her. And then mm-hmm. Gabby reaches out to Isabek and mm-hmm. us to go. You know, so yeah. all of these things is like, nah, you can't tell me that's coincidence. You remember yeah. how Isabek asked you? Yo, you want to go to church? Yeah, I remember. Uh, okay, yeah. So that's that's the next step. So. We go back to partying, right? I mm-hmm. think it's a month because it was Jamia's birthday. So September yeah, yeah, 1st, September. it was a Friday. And um, and I, I um, oh, so Isabek said, hey, let's go. Let's go to Bridges. Like Gabby, Gabby got invited or Gabby's inviting us uh-huh. or something. And I was super close with Gabby. So yeah, yeah. again, females, right? I was right, super close. Your homie. And yeah, I would go to her house every day after school. Mm-hmm. Like we were really cool with, with Victor and stuff. Yeah. And um, so she was basically like my sister. So mm-hmm. Gabby, wherever she was, and she was partying with us at this time too. Yeah. yeah. So ironically enough, right? <laughs> so she's partying with us and, you know, things are happening and I'm always having her back. Yeah. So that's just, you know, my sister. So right. um, so she gets invited and she tells Isabek. But that, that Friday, I was like, I'm not trying to go. I'm trying to go. To, I think it was to my friend Mo's house. Yeah. And he, uh, so she goes and I'm just over there partying, yeah. you know, just whatever. Then the next week, I think you invited her again, and I mm-hmm. think that's when I went. Uh-huh. And I was just like, "Yeah, I'll go, whatever." Like mm-hmm. one Friday is not gonna kill right. me. So I go, and yeah, that's just where. Well, first I walk in, I'm like, "These dudes is lames. <laughs> all these dudes is whack." <laughs> I'm sorry, but all these dudes, dudes is whack. <laughs> that's the first this dude impression. walked in. I was on all fours picking up confetti on the floor, and I look up. <laughs> And then I realized I had to keep looking up because it was six feet tall. So I got, I was like, "Oh, hi there!" I would have walked over to whatever. I'm like, "Dude's giving me hugs." I'm like, "Bro." So, anyways, I'm just there, and I just remember Rodrigo because I balled with him. Uh-huh. So I knew Rodrigo, I knew Gabby, mm-hmm. and Isabek, and so I'm like, "All right, Rodrigo's here. He must be all right." So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sit there. And again, you know, we always talk about this. I don't even know what the class was about, Mm -hmm. but for some reason, I'm just, I just start bawling. Mm -hmm. 
and it's just so crazy to think about like it's really like a movie yeah or it's really like something like you planned it or you know what i'm saying but yeah it was just so crazy that i just started crying and Mm -hmm. i'm just crying crying and you know again being raised like you're like you know don't cry we're not gonna cry so i just couldn't hold it back Mm. and so i'm crying and i I remember i'm like this look i was like this (laughs) <laughs> I was like this trying to hide you know trying to hide so I right. no was in his head stop crying yeah stop exactly crying. stop crying exactly thug it out thug it out so anyways it ends um, and I just think right then and there like my whole life just flipped Chains. like mm-hmm. I just didn't have a desire to do anything else mm-hmm. um, I came the next week and that like I literally never missed Bridges since then yeah since that first time right. and um so mind you, I'm like a super, super, super like newborn. Like I don't know who Jesus is. Right. I don't know who his mother is. I don't know what he did. Yeah, I don't yeah. know anything, right? Anything about the yeah. Bible. And I remember y'all were having a retreat at the mm. end of the at the end of the month. And then I asked her mom, I was like, Can I go? Mm-hmm. And she was like, What? Yeah, and then I was just I like, remember. Yeah, can I just go? I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah, know what this yeah. is. So, anyways, I just was always doing everything. Like right. go, coming in and out. Um like in and out meaning like doing everything that you guys are doing yeah, yeah. Right? and so really that is like how i came i guess you can say to like to god right 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 and it was just such a radical radical transformation and you know not to not to like be all spiritual but i feel like it was such a soul thing mm. because it was just like Bro, I I promise you, like, and obviously you've seen it that right. that one day I came, that was like I I think I drank again New Year's like mm-hmm. the like so three months later. But other than that, I, that was the one time I fell. Other than that, I never went back to porn. Like I never went back to to drinking. Mm-hmm. I never went back to anything. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't have I I don't know. And it was just all left for me, right? Mm-hmm. Hold up, before you go, keep going. I don't know if you were gonna share, but um, I just love how. You've said this before, how you you were trying to, like, search into, like, every religion to mm-hmm. see if, you know, why did, like, can you explain that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, like, for me, right, I was like, if I'm going to give my life to this thing, right, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that this is, like, it, the truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that God kind of, because you can find a whole bunch of stuff now, like, right. about anything, about even Christianity yeah. and opposing views and all these things. So You can back whatever you want to back. Exactly. So God really protected me. But I think it was because I was so in search for the actual truth, truth. that he really, like, covered me, right? So, yeah, I went to, like, apologetics. I went to, like, you know, again, I love everyone, but, like, Muslims. And I think I went to the three major ones. So, like, why was Catholicism bad? Or why well, not bad? Why was it different from this? Mm-hmm. Um, what do Muslims believe in? Why are there so many like religions? Why? So I went to go study like each mm-hmm. and every one of what their people said. Mm-hmm. And I just remember it all coming back really to like all the evidence that there was. And obviously there's not a hundred percent anything, but a lot of the evidence yeah. really pointed back to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you just have so much stuff there. Yeah. Um, and I honestly never want to prove as weird as it sounds, I never yeah. want to prove like the facts to people because I yeah. want them to know like this is also a life of faith though. Like yeah, I was just about everything to say is that. not going to be backed by mm-hmm. facts. Right. And if there was everything was backed by facts, then it, there wouldn't be no room for faith. Yeah, exactly. And with no room for faith, there's no room for salvation. Exactly by grace through faith. Exactly. And you see the it's impossible to please God mm-hmm. without it. Without so faith, mm-hmm. yeah. so 
I think there's just obviously a certain amount of faith that is required from the person, which mm-hmm. is why God gives us free will mm-hmm. um, for us to choose. Choose to believe. And uh, so I think that, you know, there were things that I couldn't explain, but I think that I was like, you know, you have people talking about Jesus that mm-hmm. weren't Christian, mm-hmm. that were around that time frame, like 30, within 30 years of Jesus being here. Yeah. And these manuscripts of all of the Bible uh, books that were found and right. like all these things, right? Right. So anyways, that's what that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I went through that that journey. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought it was cool how you went from Christianity to Christian to becoming a Muslim to whatever. Oh, other yeah, religion. to just going through it all. <laughs> yeah, to seeing, yeah. Searched. But again, I would not advise that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that was the smartest thing to do. But again, I just think well, that. I think that, interestingly enough, I it, the Bible talks about if you seek, you will find, right? Yeah. And so I think when you do seek for the truth... And you're objective, and you're actually open to the truth. Yeah, God is always going to point you in the right direction, yeah, exactly. Because there's no other way. Exactly. You know. So that's why I've always had an open mind with anything, and that's why I think, um, you know, in our church, we're very open-minded in the sense of um, we read the Bible for what it is, mm-hmm. and we really try to, you know, live it, live mm-hmm. what it says, right? Mm-hmm. And. I don't know where I was going with that, but I think that a lot of times people could just get so close-minded with Christianity. Like, if this yeah. isn't my belief, if, if you don't believe that you can speak in tongues in the church anymore, then canceled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I just think with having that open mind to, yeah, like yeah. you said, the truth, right. Jesus will reveal himself because yep. he's not going to lie on his name. And he's and that's what he wants to do. He wants to reveal himself right. to everyone, mm-hmm. right? Right, right, right. So, um, so yeah. After all of that, right, I'm, I'm coming, and I remember a year in that we had the chance to, um, you know, so, okay, I'm back at home. My siblings were getting older, and mm-hmm. my sister was going through her, you know, she's getting to that age where she's getting Becoming her, a woman. Uh, becoming a yeah. woman. And I was like, well, her and my brother were sharing a room, mm-hmm. and I was in another one. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm old enough. I can, I'm able to live on my own. Like, let yeah. me try to move out like so that they can have their own room. She can have her privacy. Yeah. All of these things. Your mom, you guys are, you guys decide. Um, mind by, you, your parents. By you guys is BJ. He's and, pointing at me yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, your parents. Your parents, <laughs> um, Wally and Jimmy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They decide to give up their house for the Lord, yeah. right? And it's a safe house now. Right. And they move out. Mm-hmm. And during this process... Um, your mom kind of gives me like, hey, or I think I asked, yeah, I asked her. I was like, hey, I don't even know how the conversation went. Me, I don't even remember. I don't either. remember, but it was something like it was so crazy though. It was, and I was like, hey, um, I don't know if the house or I don't know if he has a room. I don't know how it went, but anyways, I end up asking right, and she's like, all right, go pray about it, go see if this is really it. And at this time, asking I, what? Oh, asking go, to go move pray. Out? Oh yeah, ask to live with them. Oh, mm-hmm. to, to live with them. Yeah, to live with them. And, um, cause I think, I think at that time I was, because what initially we had thought was that my parents were going to get their own place. Mm-hmm. It was a possibility that my parents would get their own place and that I would get my own place. Oh yeah. 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 And then I think we had almost jokingly brought up the idea cause we started getting close. Yeah. Yeah. We had jokingly like brought up the idea of living together uh-huh. and then it kind of turned real. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So then, yeah, so I think that happens. But at also at this time, mm-hmm. my friends, mm-hmm. uh, John's parents mm-hmm. move. They move to the Philippines. They're still in there. Mm-hmm. They're still over there. And he his house opens up. 
So then now he's like, yo, who's trying to come live here? There's like four rooms. Right. And so now I'm in this ultimatum. <laughs> Do I move in with my pastors yeah. a year in? Right. Basically, like, I just met these people. Yeah. Yeah. Or do I move in with my friends and start this party house to right. where we go, right? We're going to go crazy. We're going to go crazy. It's a frat house in Woodbridge. Basically. <laughs> and I think that that was really such a hard decision, right? Because that's when really, like, Christianity became real. That's when, not Christianity, but that's when following Jesus became real, right? right. Because I was like, if I'm really going to live this life... I'm, there's no way I'm going to be able to do it at that house. Mm-hmm. And it's not to like bash them. It's not right. to think that anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if I'm going to really follow this, follow this man who I believe, you know, walk this earth. Right. Um, who loves us so much. Right. Right. Then I'm going to give my life like I'm really going to go f- like a hundred. And so then we, I moved in mm-hmm. right with y'all. Yes, sir. And that was really crazy. It was. It was just really crazy. And I think that there is a necessity for when you know some space between you and your friends sometimes when mm-hmm. you come from different beliefs i guess you can say yeah. like when you come from that world of yeah. of parting or even not if you come from whatever it is and mm-hmm. they um do not see eye to eye with you mm-hmm. and they're dragging you in the opposite direction or, mm-hmm. or trying to take you in that opposite direction mm-hmm. i think that there is a need for some space and for some distance there but mm-hmm. i think i handled it i didn't handle it the right way mm-hmm. And I think I hurt my friends in the process of doing that. So mm. we made amends now. And, you know, I look back and I'm like, I should have taken it another way because they're yeah. so respectful even now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like they joke around and like take a beer and and I just say no. But like, <laughs> um, but they respect my view. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we still talk to this day. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So anyways, I love them so much. But I just think I, I should have handled it, you yeah. know, a lot better. But I move in with you guys. And that's the start of a whole you know what I'm saying? Another journey. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know where to start with that. <laughs> yeah. I just think I, I just well, learned. We, let's touch on, on discipleship and what that looks like. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I feel like that was a really, really integral part of like, Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. The, oh yeah. That's what we're talking about. Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I, I kind of stepped into discipleship with BJ, right. Mm-hmm. Being my mentor at that time. And, you know, mind you, I'm coming from, you know, a fatherless family mm-hmm. to where I'm not going to say crap. I'm not going to share anything, right. you know. And again, that's why I say it's such a small thing in my head, because I don't know why I was just so open, mm-hmm. you know, and everything I did. Yeah. I, I was always talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I was always hitting you up. And I just really, I, I feel like the Lord really showed me early on that vulnerability really will move you. It's powerful. Will will carry you so fast. Like so crazy. Not that that's the goal, but just it'll just free you mm-hmm. and and show you how free you can live by vulnerability. Yeah. And that's really where. <laughs> that's so good, dude. <laughs> A freaking twenty year life of suppression and keeping yeah. things to yourself. Barriers, twenty year old barriers shattered. Yeah. In a span of a year of vulnerability. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's not to say that everything was just done in 365 days. Exactly, exactly. But the majority of like what you're shouldering and and all those things that you suppress have been addressed and dealt with in a fraction of the time that you've been, you know, carrying them. Yeah. So crazy. And I always think back, actually I could say that for the end, but Mm -hmm. so yeah, so Cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we live together. Right. And, you know, it's just awesome. 
Um, and I learned just so much there. Like, mm-hmm. I hated reading books as a kid. Yeah. And, you know, I sucked at English. I sucked at writing papers, yeah. all these things. Yeah. And ironically, I get into books and uh-huh. I just dive to the library, bruh, into a library of, of books. And that's really where I learned. Like, these two years of living with y'all was where I learned my yeah. entire, you know, of just who God Bro, we really lived together for two years. That's just yeah, like, it crazy. feels like it didn't happen. Like, it's so surreal. And it'll just seeing where we all are now in life, that's so crazy. It's so crazy. But yeah, so I just remember doing all that. And then, you know, we moved out. We got our own places, got right, married, right, right. all of these things. Yeah. But I think that was a very, like, pivotal point mm-hmm. in my walk, right? I think had that not happened, I don't. I, I think I... I think I'd still be, you know, here, obviously. But, like, mm-hmm. I think at the rate that I went mm-hmm. during those two years, I think it wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. had I... God's hand was behind it, yeah. Yeah, sure. like, had I not even just not moved in with my friends, had I moved in by myself. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, it would have just been completely different struggles, completely different everything. And because, you know, I'm talking about being up 2, 3, 4 a.m. with your mom just talking about things and mm-hmm. i had the vip access because i'm just <laughs> you know after all the meetings she just came home and i'm right, there chilling right. waiting and i'm like that's fine um, and I'm, <laughs> I'm dead tired bro and i was like man this dude won't shut up i was so sleepy and i'm like trying to vibe right i'm trying to vibe out here but you know me i don't like it once two hits like my thoughts are just shattered yeah. and my energy just crumbles I but i'm was, trying to vibe man and, and dudes dudes was I'm talking i was yapping. like all right i love y'all <laughs> Yeah, Wally's infamous for yapping. Hey, yo, you better stop right now. (laughs) I remember pulling up one day to the house, and uh, you were there. Oh yeah, and we were just talking, and then all I see is Jose going to sleep on the floor. Oh yeah, hardwood floor. It was was like conveniently left out the fact that he wanted to yap that day. He's talking about we was dead tired. Yeah, it was four a.m. Dude was. I don't even remember how late. Dude was walking through the last thirty percent of his testimony. If dude don't come to bridges, I don't care. I'm gonna go to sleep. Yeah, I was nah. Nah, that's like, crazy. I was like, Some thank God times. I'm not the pastor, huh? <laughs> nah, bro, so sleep. much happened in that house. So you really no, but the 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 dude the dude really just fell asleep on the floor. Like, I did. Just bro. know that he loved you enough to not just leave. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm gonna just <laughs> leave. Fell asleep. talking and talking, and all I see is dude sleeping on the floor. It's yeah. Crazy. So so yeah, that's really like the gist. I I'm, I'm gonna transition now just to like what God's been doing now. Right. And that's really been my upbringing. So this whole you know. Now it's been seven, what are we in? 2023, three. so seven, four, six years. Mm-hmm. So it's been six years now that I came to Bridges, right? That I, I feel like I gave my Jeez. my life to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, thinking back and looking back, I was always just like, wow, God really was, had his hand, yeah. you know, on me. And, my, you know, my grandma's Catholic. My mom was too. And even then, right, as debatable as it may be, you know, they always pray too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, regardless, they know who Jesus is at the core, right? right? right like right. they know that Jesus came, died. And whether there be some discrepancies that are big, yeah. I still think Jesus honored and heard, you their know, their prayers. prayers, right? Regardless, I don't care what anyone motive says. Of the heart exactly. is something that no man can judge. Exactly. And Jesus sees that and God sees that. Exactly. And we get lost in trying to determine the motive of the heart of other men. Exactly. And we take the judgment seat of God. And that's why it gets mm. dangerous. And that's why 
I can never anytime because I'm always like, dang, I wonder if this so and so got saved mm -hmm. because I don't care who you are. Right. Yeah. right. At the last second. Right. And, you know, we've always know. talked about it. We talk about how the brain yeah. is still active. active and functioning. Who's to say that God doesn't reveal himself. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And, you know, people are like, no, I've always heard you got to get baptized and all these things mm -hmm. that the Bible says. And I'm like, bro, you talking about the dude that was with Jesus on that cross mm -hmm. or next to Jesus on the cross right mm -hmm. he's saying coming with me to bruh, paradise imagine jesus saying like i'll see you in paradise right that's so crazy if that's baptism wild. was really that important to jesus exactly. he would have gotten off that cross at that moment dunked exactly. the dude in the water and put himself back on the cross exactly and you just ba and that, that's not to say baptism isn't important yeah, but i'm yeah, saying yeah. it is not essential for salvation yeah right? exactly. as proven by that exactly that and i just think it was um god's hand and and just the, my my mom and grandmother's prayers cuz mm. you know my mom had seen me come home drunk and um you know me trying to get up the stairs and i was stumbling one night i remember yeah. and she came up to me and you know never told me anything but she was just like you know i never want to see you like that ever again mm. and you know just very subtle very like you know if you just don't really do it go do it cuz yeah. but don't don't do that here yeah and i remember just always god's hand on me cuz um yeah, just different things that happened yeah. on in my life, right? Right. But now, um, so now we're here, right? And I think God has done, you know, so much in the past six years. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, you know, again, not to like, oh, what's the word? Uh, <laughs> brain fart mustard. mustard no no it's not that i forgot i'm just trying oh. to find the word not to like mustard. not stroke my ego but like toot your own horn. yeah not to toot my own horn <laughs> but come i really think that's a bj thing bro. <laughs> no nah, come on nah, that is I heard that, that one. Is, thank you i heard that thank one you too, for backing me up okay 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 uh -huh. hold up you, this dude said okay hold on cec for chuck e cheese <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. This dude and his a, acronyms okay, has to okay, be stopped. No, this dude no, is a criminal with no. these acronyms. I have, I have legal I have legal backing. And here's he said, what I'm going to do. I'm going to put out a poll. He said IIRC. If I recall correctly, that yeah. is a thing. <laughs> oh, my that God. That is a thing. What's the one that he just said recently? Yeah, he said For what it's worth. FWIW. For what it's worth. Oh, my gosh. Come on. This Come on. That's a thing. That's a thing. It's in a my thing. You look it up. Six years of existence. Look it up. Top top C -E -C. Google search. CEC. Put it up for in Google. Chuck, I wouldn't even say. I put it up. Said I'll it. put it up in Google right now. Chucky e. Cheese guys. He I put said, e. "Are we going to CEC later?" <laughs> I said, "What is a keck?" Okay, maybe maybe <laughs> the commission, <laughs> maybe the commission for environmental corporation. <laughs> but but there's Chucky e. Cheese somewhere. <laughs> I guarantee it. There it is. This maybe maybe not the first result, but the eleventh <laughs> for sure. Okay, so yeah, not to toot my own horn, but I really I really look back, and this is I, I feel like God really used my life mm -hmm. to show people that there is no need. There's no like, dang, I've never thought about it. I'm really just coming up with Wait the words it. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I feel like. God really used my life to show that there is no textbook. There is no de facto way of doing it. Yeah, this like guy. there is no um, way you have to be raised. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how you were raised, I guess you can say. It doesn't matter if you knew yeah. him or not. It doesn't matter how long you didn't know him or not, whether you're 20, 40, 60, 80. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think the time doesn't matter. I think that he used such a radical change to show people mm -hmm. that even if you don't know Christ, 
that in five or six years mm -hmm. you can get to this point mm -hmm. or even if you never knew anything about him if you were raised without your dad without mm -hmm. a mother without mm -hmm. whatever it was whatever traumatic experience that you went through mm -hmm. that that is not that shouldn't stop your vulnerability when yeah. you come to christ mm -hmm. you good. know that there is a safe space when you come to christ yeah. and that that is the catalyst for you to get that healing and to get you know to move as fast as god wants you to move right so i think he really used my life in that way to to show people like you know people have these excuses of oh well i didn't get raised christian mm -hmm. yeah. or you know that was never my life um i went through this and this and you know obviously people have gone through 10 times worse yeah. you know things than i have but at the end of the day, all roads lead back to the same God. Yeah. And all roads and lead back to that same love. You know what's crazy? This is like an unfortunate personal statistic that has no scientific backing whatsoever. But I want to say it. This is what I've seen. I've seen more people raised in the faith stray away from it than people that have no faith background come to it. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So that just goes to show that how it, it doesn't works. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter it at all. It doesn't matter because you choose out of your own volition, out of your own free will. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's a word. Volition? Yes. What yeah, is that? that? That is a what word. Is that? Oh, it's almost sorry. like your voluntad. Right? Oh. Um, but I've also heard, um, oh, I've done this, this, and that. Or they oh, like the are shame. Yes, like the sh that yeah, shame, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yeah, it's so good what you were saying. It is because then... Cause then um, it would have been my way too. Yep. Like, bro, I'm I'm talking about I was crazy, right? Yeah. And I still, that day, it was as if, you know, I don't know what I felt. I don't mm -hmm. know what, again, I never was raised. So I didn't know what had happened that day that made me cry. But I just knew. At Bridges. Yeah, at Bridges. But I just knew that, like, there was a God mm -hmm. and he really did love us. The way that I've heard people say, you know, Jesus loves you. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jesus loves you. Uh-huh. But I kind of experienced it and, and felt that, like, he really doesn't care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He really doesn't care what you went through. He doesn't care um, as as deep as is, I'm about to say, as cynical as I'm about to get. Like, he doesn't care who you killed. Mm -hmm. Right? If we're going to really go into this real Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Right? I've seen so many people bash on dudes that mm -hmm. have unfortunately killed somebody. Mm -hmm. And yet say that they can't be saved. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, like yeah. that they can't find Jesus just the way that we did, right? Yeah, there's no evil to evil. There for, isn't. For and Jesus. and I think God just sees that and is like, hey, that there really is a love out there for anybody. How you were saying, Pito. So mm -hmm. I really think he used my life in that way. And seeing it now, I think the biggest thing that I feel like has stuck out for my life was for my dad, right? Mm. So that was a big part of healing that I had to go through, right? And it right. still is to this day. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um you know how do i know what i'm saying yeah all right so so we reached out right we reached out to him a couple years ago mm -hmm. and we, you know when i was already christian yeah and i was trying to get in contact with my sister mm -hmm. and my mom um messaged him mm -hmm. and you know he was just rude yeah rude back like you know stop calling my phone whatever right and bruh i was just like bro dude's whack what's good with dude i like, really was good with dude but throughout the process, um, I just think God was really working. And I think that we all have to see our parents through mm -hmm. the lens of Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you have the ability to see how they were raised mm -hmm. and have compassion for how they were raised. Right. Mm -hmm. So as I started, you know, healing and, and just to hit my doorstop. <laughs> <the> door <laughs> so what you dragging on the floor. <laughs> so as I got healed, right. And as I, um, 
really forgave him mm-hmm. right was the main thing mm-hmm. um i think i started to see him in a different light <clears throat> and i saw that his dad died when he was young mm. so i'm like hurt people hurt people you know right. kind of thing right. and not to justify what he did but i can see that you know this he 20, he was 20 how to do it yeah. yeah he was 20 and imagine having a kid and you know you don't know what to do right you know you you saw Mm-hmm. what you knew which was nothing mm-hmm. and right. you knew you know and i started to see him in such a different light mm-hmm. and i don't know how the process came oh i think it was before i got married mm-hmm. my full name government name jose jose andres ruiz da silva mm-hmm. right for so for a while i always went by ruiz mm-hmm. jose ruiz jose ruiz jose ruiz and i'm sure a lot of my friends still don't know the story right? that's your mother's yeah or last, mother's name, last name right ruiz. yeah my grandfather's last mm-hmm. name yeah yeah so, um, and also my mom had kept it because my uncle, this is a fun fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my uncle said he was never going to have kids and my mom loved her dad. Ah. So she was like, I'm going to keep it going oh, for okay, my dad. Okay, Cause okay, he was okay. never good. Like the, the name was right. never going to carry on. Right, 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 so right. I was the boy. So she was like, all right, he's going to carry on. But he Aww, does have kids. That's now. cute. He does have kids and he has uh, a boy. So liar. he's good. All right. Just kidding. Right. <laughs> so, um, so okay so this is crazy so right. the biggest thing right i love this um so i get i'm about to get married and i'm like uh when last name should i choose right and uh yeah and a lot of my friends don't know because again i okay so backtrack i was off social media for a long time so yeah. for like 2018 till literally now right um, like literally I, like what last week yeah last week i i, I brought a ig Follow Welcome. that man's big bro Zay. Yeah. I'm not really on it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I brought back this uh like a like a what was it? Like a, a recap? Yeah, post? like a hey, I'm here, I'm a live post. Yeah. And you know, I really did miss all my friends. Yeah. Um but I just think getting away from social media was so crucial for me. Because yeah, I just yeah. needed to, you know, dealing mm-hmm. with um my 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 thing was my struggle, I should say, mm-hmm. was like women mm-hmm. and also, right? So both sides. So I always gravitated towards women. But, you know, I was always like I could. Yeah, I was just with women a lot. Mm-hmm. And right. so I was like, social media is not for me because yeah, yeah, at yeah. least until I get this solidified. Mm-hmm. And even then, I'm still aware of it. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I just did. Yeah, I just did my welcome back post kind of thing. I'm alive with some friends. Um, I was using Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. so I was, but a lot of my friends weren't using it. So yeah. it wasn't like, I wasn't seeing any crazy stuff. I was Space only 40 year olds now. Exactly. <laughs> so throughout this whole process, my friends don't even know. Yeah. Some of my friends still probably call me Jose Ruiz. Think that right. And they're yeah. like, who's this Jose De Silva yeah. following mm-hmm. them? So anyways, um, I forgive my dad. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm about to take this dude's last name. Mm. And I'm like, you know, Yeah. What did what did that mean for you? I don't even know. I feel like I still to still this day. Out. Yeah, like I don't think I'll ever really realize what that was, what mm-hmm. I did. I feel like, you know, processing, trying to learn God's voice, you know, as I still am now. Mm-hmm. I just knew that, you know, God had a plan, right? Mm-hmm. And God used him, mm-hmm. right, to bring me about into this earth. Right. So really God had a plan for me to be a De Silva mm-hmm. my whole life. Right. identity wise right it's good but i'm over here walking around in my ruiz mm-hmm. right so i'm already living this life of not who i truly was supposed to be mm-hmm. so all of this is going through my head and i just always remember the verse of father to the fatherless mm-hmm. right 
And I'm like, I'm going to take this this dude's last name. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, because mind you, nobody in my family is Christian. Right? Mm-hmm. So I was the first one mm-hmm. out of my entire family, right? My right, uncle right. is, right? But I was really like the first one about that life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To come in here and really give it all, right? Right. And so I feel like there was just such a weight on me in a sense of always like worrying about what my family was going to think about my lifestyle now, yeah. about me not drinking, about me not doing certain things. Right. Um, I was really close to my cousins and now we didn't have anything, you know, to really Income. talk about. And so it was a really, really tough process, you know, and all that. But anyways, I go back to my dad. So I take his last name mm-hmm. and I get rid of Ruiz. Mm. And I just feel like, you know, looking back now that that's really who God had made me to be. Yeah. And I think that looking back, that was such a powerful move. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very symbolic. Again, I will never really, I feel like I'll never really comprehend. I'll never really. The depth of it. But I think that just generationally, mm-hmm. right, my last name now is going to carry on mm-hmm. to how it was meant to be. Wow. How God had always envisioned that's so good. a De Silva to live his life. Yeah. right? And even now I have hope um for my dad right mm-hmm. to get back in contact with him i will mm-hmm. um i will try mm-hmm. as much as i can and if he doesn't if he ever hears this again then that's that's what it is but i say all of that right because this was not a bash on my dad mm-hmm. because i do love right. him regardless of if i don't know him yeah but i think that it was just so um it was just such a crucial part of my life mm-hmm. me not having a dad that it can sound like you're <laughs> kind that it can sound like i was bashing on him mm-hmm. but again i i see him through the eyes of jesus now and i think that he his soul is just as redemptive i feel like i feel like when when we talk that he will see jesus for himself mm. and that it'll change his life right and i think that all of this was part of god's plan yeah and you know god never wants anything bad to happen to any of us right but i think that what happens through our own free will, what happens through um, God allowing certain things, mm-hmm. um, whether they be bad or good, I think that they really, in hindsight, bring about such a beautiful story, mm. such a beautiful way to mend families, mm-hmm. to to bring, you know, those together. And in that same verse, you know, to hop around, I remember moving in with you guys mm-hmm. and that verse sticking out because it was a that god right was a father to the fatherless and that he placed the lonely in families Mm -hmm. Mm. so i would always think about that and that verse was always like near and dear to my heart because you know i was this this orphan so to Mm -hmm. speak and i got put into this family and i got to see what a family looked like Mm -hmm. for the first time in my life right i got to see um a full family like a mom a dad and two brothers right so now it helped me it helped me to um really see or or at least try to figure out how um I should be a father mm-hmm. when the time comes right mm-hmm. and I was going to bring it up how I'm at a um how I kind of want to end things in a beautiful way <laughs> in a pretty way in an uplifting way but um so recently my wife and I got um uh, stepped into foster care right yeah we stepped into foster care with our church mm-hmm. and you know we all do it as one big huge family mm-hmm. um we currently have four um kids that i will not say names just in case but 
we love them to death. They're mm-hmm. part of our family, mm-hmm. our church family. They're right. part of just our family, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's three houses doing it. So it's Valerie and Rod. Shout out Valerie and Rod. Shout out. Shout out Safe House. <laughs> shout out. Um, all the girls in all there. All the Safe Girls. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to say that. Girls, shout out. <laughs> and then us, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's going to be more to come for sure. Uh-huh. And I just, it's just those three at the moment. And we have four children, um, four kids. So... Um, so we stepped into this and throughout that process of, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't know. And actually I'll tell y'all for the first time, maybe, Mm. I don't know if I told y'all, but throughout that experience of, of fostering and, um, you know, we have our, um, foster kid, I'll say his name, Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. And he, um, he's five years old, right? Mm -hmm. He's autistic. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to see how God will really not test, but really show like, you know, where our hearts are, right? Yeah. We filled out the paperwork and all that. And on mm-hmm. the paperwork, you can, um, as sad as it sounds, like choose, like right. pick, right? You, you, it's like you, a filter. You know? Yeah, like a filter for, for the children that you're able, that they'll call you for. Yeah. But we did that for certain reasons, right? right. For for autism, like we don't have the capacity, you know, right. whatever the, the case may be or the, yeah, even the know-how. So I think... You know, there are certain people that go after kids mm-hmm. with autism that are more specialized. Um, specialized in that. Maybe they have a heart for it because they mm-hmm. taught it or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're like, and we want to cater from like 6 to 12. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want a baby because a baby, a newborn, like, we, you know, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we also didn't want uh, like a 13 to 18 year old because mm-hmm. we didn't know, or 17, because we didn't know if he or she would fight Isabek or mm-hmm. be physical, you know? Right. So things like that. We're all taking it into consideration. And the first call we get, well, the second, because we, we, um, what's it called? Dang it. Foster. No, not foster. It's the other, what, what we respite? do. Respite? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we did respite for these other two boys. Yeah. But, so that was our, technically our and first for, call. For those who don't know, what what is respite? Oh, respite. So, so when you go through the foster care system, you can sign up for after you're certified Mm -hmm. you can sign up for what's called respite which is like basically it's like a break right Mm -hmm. Uh, you can say so or let's say i'm going on a vacation or i'm going out of town for work and i can't take my foster child i'll call the the agency up and be like hey can we set up respite for these days and you can choose i think it's up to 30 days or like 20 something days Mm -hmm. like max that you can do for respite and basically then you someone else will just take the child for that amount of time that that person is gone so that's what Mm -hmm. we did it was a week Mm -hmm. it was only a week because she had military the Mm -hmm. mom had like military something Mm -hmm. um so that's respite so my so that was our first call and then the second call we get is ezekiel and it's everything that we (laughs) had checked no for right Right. per se right he was autistic he's Mm nonverbal. he's five years old Mm -hmm. he wasn't potty trained Mm-hmm. He is underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. He is underdeveloped mentally. Yeah. And all of these things and all of like, you know, hearing all these things and I'm just like, God, like, how are we going to do this? I'm not even a parent to know, mm-hmm. you know, let alone I didn't have my father to begin with. And right. that's where this gets crazy mm-hmm. because I'm like, I didn't have my father either. Right. But, you know, I, I feel like, you know, the Lord throughout this process was saying, you know, I was going to be that father as well mm-hmm. to the fatherless, right? Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about people seeing that God is real is that I didn't have my father to teach me how to be a father, mm-hmm. but that Jesus was going to be the one to mm-hmm. teach me how to be that father. That's good. So that's how it would work. And we get him. Mm-hmm. 
And we're like, you know what, God, like if this is you, you know, how can we say no to a child? Right. So we're like, we're going to do it. And we've been doing it. All of us love him at church. All of us love Ezekiel. (laughs) Um, He has developed so fast, so, so fast. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think he just needed like time. Um, His parents before were were awesome, but I just think they were busy. Foster parents. Yeah, his foster parents before, Mm -hmm. but... Um, you know, they had some personal issues going on and they couldn't take care because they had their own kids as well. Mm-hmm. But they did an awesome job mm-hmm. and they really loved him. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that they did because he was very comfortable with them. Yeah, with them and, and loved. He loved the dad and mm-hmm. all that. Right. So anyways, he comes first day, bro. He's closing all the doors, slamming them and <laughs> screaming. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> this is going to get crazy. Yeah. But anyways, long story short. His parental rights get terminated, mm. and now he's up for adoption. And wow. everyone always says, "Yeah, I'm gonna adopt." You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna adopt a kid when we get older. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna have two of mine, and we mm-hmm. gonna adopt. Yeah. But you know, I wasn't even thinking about it. We had six months to decide. Mm-hmm. We literally just decided. And speak uh, about how that process was. Up Dang, to we you gonna guys. go crazy, my bad, y'all. Uh, if y'all listening up to for a you while. guys, decide, up to you guys making that decision. How y'all can watch process? it in times two speed Facts. if you really want to get through it. So, so now, um, yeah, that process was crazy because I think we, me and me and Isabel really didn't want to think about it throughout that process because mm-hmm. we were just scared of the what ifs. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when, literally, when she got the call, um, that we had to decide. Mm-hmm. She said, hey, a family member called, um, which that's another story in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but they want to adopt. So you guys need to um, basically like give us an answer because you guys are the first. You guys are basically like first Priority, dibs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's been with you for six months. That's I think that's the criteria mm-hmm. when a kid in foster care gets adopted. They have to be with that parent for six months and see how the dynamic is. And obviously, if the kid you know shows up with a bruise, they're not going to adopt them. So right. um so we're just thinking about it, thinking about it. Oh, and I wanted to share one more thing. Um, throughout that process, I have this super huge like healing journey of my own. Mm. And um, I, I start to just get thoughts of like, I don't even know how to explain it. But like, I was just like thinking, I, was look, I would look at Ezekiel, right? Mm. Obviously never harmed him, never would harm him. Yeah. But I was just looking at him and I was like, man, like, this kid is getting everything I didn't get. Mm. And bro, that was a huge, um, how do you even say it? Like it's just a journey, man. a journey. Cause I never knew that was within me. Right. Yeah. And speaking with your mom and really coming to grips with it, we see how freaking like smart and amazing mm-hmm. God is. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you have this foster kid that you're not allowed to touch. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to hit. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to do anything to. Mm -hmm. And these emotions that I was feeling would have never came up Mm -hmm. until I had a son, Mm -hmm. until I had a child. Mm -hmm. So had Ezekiel never came, Mm -hmm. the chances of me getting a kid, right? Mm -hmm. Having a kid, Mm -hmm. a boy and him growing and then me getting upset or whatever and hitting him was Mm going to be much higher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because in my head, you are getting what you don't deserve. Like, I mm. didn't get that. So yeah. why are you, why am I going to treat you any different? Yeah, why am I going to treat you better so that you have a better life? Right. Mm. And that is what was within me. Yeah, and yeah. it was just 
something that came up because mm-hmm. I just didn't realize. Mm-hmm. And it was such a struggle because, you know, and I would cry and cry because I'm like, dude, like, God, I know this isn't like, I just know that this is something in me that needs to get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it obviously it did. Right. But it, that journey was just so hard because mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that was really within me this whole time. And had the, had my own child came, who mm-hmm. knows if I would have been that abusive parent. Mm. Or who knows if I would have been that neglective parent mm. to the child yeah, or any of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now God brought somebody that I can't touch, that I can't harm, mm. which I'm not going to do right, mm-hmm. right under right, God. Right. Because right. And I think it's important to de- delineate that um, abuse is not just confined to physical. Exactly. Right? It's like knowing you, I don't think you would ever. Exactly. And not even that. Child, but, you know, you can even get. Like neglect is a form of abuse, right? Yeah. You know, verbal abuse. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not saying you're gonna chew them out, yeah, but yeah. maybe you say mean things. I don't know. Like exactly. words have power, you know. Exactly. And and my and, and the reason I say I never would have is because I didn't care what the government said. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't care what they I care what God said. And under right. God, I had my convictions. I right. had my when those feelings came up, it wasn't that Oh, the government is gonna find. No, I yeah. could care less about what the government was gonna right. say. Yeah, I, I, it was under God that mm-hmm. I was feeling these things, and I'm like, God, I'm so sorry. Like, so that is why I say I, that's why I'm so sure I would never have hit him. I never will hit him mm-hmm. in that sense, um, in an abusive sense. Right. But so that's what I wanted to share is that you know I think that maybe those that grow up with some form of maybe neglect or without Mm -hmm. that parent that maybe that issue arises and to not um feel shameful about it Mm -hmm. but to really embrace it and and say hey what is this what is this and this is something that i'm not going to carry that i'm going to heal from Mm -hmm. christian or not take that to your therapist Mm -hmm. take that find a therapist to go Mm -hmm. talk to that about with and um and get that out of your life because i think that's just a common Mm -hmm. i should say um feeling or or um, maybe like thought that gets built up within you subconsciously, mm-hmm. right? So, anyways, I'm coming to a close, but um, You're preaching, I, right? Um, but so we make the decision. The decision day comes, and we're just crying, crying, and we're like, "Dude, I just don't know." Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was coming up with excuses to try to get myself out of mm. adopting him. Mm. And, you know, like I said earlier, everyone says, yeah, I'm a, how many kids you going to have? I'm going to have like two or three mm-hmm. and I'm going to adopt one. Mm-hmm. Adopting is just the new cool, right? Right. Mm. But when that time comes, bro, yep. it is completely different. Yeah. And you start to think, I'm not going to foster. I'm going to adopt him. He's going to be a De Silva. Mm-hmm. And when he's 50 years old, mm-hmm. he's still, if he needs, he's still going to be in my house. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. We're not talking about some like little project yeah, there's no like there's no, exactly. yeah, there's no empty nester yep. goal he's autistic. or whatever yeah, yeah. he's autistic and yeah. if the need comes to where he cannot live on his own he's right. gonna live with us forever right mm-hmm. and there was so much um god was just bringing up in the sense of are you guys ready to get you know what's the word disrupted like have your lives just completely turned upside down like come on man are you really like Mm -hmm. for this life that you said you were Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when we were asking um you know we were talking to our spiritual leadership and we were like what 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 should we do yeah and we don't know the answers and like i said we kept heading towards the we're finding excuses not to right when there's so much in the word that Mm -hmm. confirms why we should right 
And that's crazy. Um, you know, pure and and genuine religion is caring for the orphans. The Bible says, right? Yeah. So we have our answers. There's the father to the fatherless, right? That we are gonna all these prophetic words spoken over us, right? Aside from the Bible, but what yeah. God has spoken over us, and here we are, just fleshly thinking as, <laughs> you know, um, not as we should be, but like a natural thought process, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. our entire lives are really about a change, mm-hmm. and we come to the conclusion that our lives are not worth really like living for if we're not doing it. Right. the way God wants us to. So if Ezekiel is going to disrupt our lives, then so be it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's going to be our new normal. Yeah. And I think we just had a fear um, because, you know, we have our whole family, like our church family backing us up with him. But mm-hmm. I think one of our biggest fears was being like left alone with him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being one day June 1st to June 2nd, being a parent, mm-hmm. you know, that switch right. of my life really is never going to be the same anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not knowing how to parent, not mm-hmm. knowing all these things and just being scared of all of that. But I think we came to the conclusion together that no, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. We are going to adopt him because that is what God wants. And now um, I was just talking to your mom about it as well, that I was praying yesterday and I just see and, and I feel these like blessings that I have gotten mm-hmm. myself coming mm-hmm. over him already. That's awesome. And when that becomes official and when he takes that last name, that every generational blessing that has been given to me mm-hmm. will go to him. Come yeah. on. That every everything that has been imparted in me, everything that God has spoken over me about my children, mm. now he falls under mm. that so blessing. Cool. And I've seen to where how you said words have power, where we have been like, I'll sometimes I'll pray for him. I don't do it every night. Um, but I'll pray for him and I'll speak words of of life over him and I'll mm-hmm. be like, you know, you're smart, you're kind, you know, you're yeah. handsome and all these things. And I remember the first couple of times he would start crying. Wow. It's crazy, right? And, you know, a nonverbal kid, right? Because he can't speak. And I remember he would be crying mm. and I would just keep saying it and he would keep crying. And then the second day I did it, he would keep crying and I would say, I love you. And he would, I just cry. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I remember talking with Isabek, and it was as if all those curses spoken over him. Come on, man. All of those like negative things that his family said Mm -hmm. about him, all of what he was brought into this world into, you know, drugs in Mm -hmm. his system as a newborn, Mm -hmm. all of that is broken over his life. And now he steps into this life of of promise and of blessing with God. Wow. And, And it's just crazy. That's so crazy. But all in all, this dude really didn't tell us this before. That is my. You, you guys, you guys got the exposure at the same time. Did. We did. That's crazy. <laughs> did because that that one issue with me, bro. That John was so heavy. Yeah, that I I was just waiting just to tell people in general because it's really heavy. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. And just the thoughts that were coming into my head were very like real, mm-hmm. and I was just very, um, you know, like almost jealous of him, mm-hmm. like that he can have mm-hmm. this this blessing right and i grew up my whole life without it yeah so um thank god it was broken and thank god that you know now he's that's just what it is that's what god has called us to and that's i received it as well with god so Mm -hmm. amen i was gonna say um you know this goes back to what bj said earlier how um sometimes we can perceive our earthly fathers to our heavenly father right and Mm -hmm. this whole time it's like dang 
we're really broken. Like this was going through my head, and I remember this song comes to my head, and it's "All Men Are Broken." I don't know if you guys have heard it, Mm-mm. but um, and I don't even know how I came across this song, bro. I I feel like I was just listening to music one day, and this song plays, mm. and I remember listening to it, and I, bro, I just started bawling out crying. Mm. But part of the lyrics, you guys can listen to it whenever. But part of the lyrics was like, um, at the beginning, he says. I'm not like your father, because even the best of them are just broken brother. And then below it, as I was reading more, it's just saying how we're we're so broken and men are so broken, right? But it's like, that's not who God is. That's not mm-hmm. who your father, your real father is. Yeah. And dang, I forgot. It's somewhere in here that I read. For all men are broken, and broken men break their children who grow up to be broken men. But I'm bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. that That's just something that's going to be like on repeat in my head. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy. It's crazy to think that, yeah, we sometimes we see that our our earthly father. We can perceive that onto Jesus. And then see, hearing a testimony like you just shared, it's just beautiful. Yeah. yeah but this guy yeah no for sure bro and i think the fact that like <laughs> this guy's doing the unicorn again <laughs> it's the mohawk that's what we're gonna call it the unicorn, the unicorn. you guys will get a picture of it nah but honestly i think like how you said that and how regardless of who the person is right because i want to speak to the women as well yes and to the men as well right yeah the yeah. women that have grown up without a father yeah. or a mother yeah. or the males yeah. that have grown up without a mother or a father right and i just think that you know this generation that god is is raising up right not Facts. to get so super religious but do it i really think <laughs> that um even us at bridges i've seen it in other people yeah. like just other people being really good um you know husbands and fathers um maybe literally or just as a big brother kind of thing you know like father Mm -hmm. type um but i really think that this generation is going to change like that curse that has been plaguing yes um our generations for so long like our parents and parents and parents who knows right for how long yeah and i think that you know as as very privileged we are in the western world Mm -hmm. i think that's still like there's going to be this move of god here Mm -hmm. that is going to raise the fathers and the mothers in the faith right and that will change the course of history for as we know it right whether jesus comes back in our time or in a thousand generations yeah that like this generation is going to be that change to where our kids are not going to grow up the way that we did yeah yeah um their kids won't um mental health is already being talked about it's gonna it's like being added to insurance plans now yeah and all of these things to where it's going to be such a norm that they are going to have it so easy and that is what our goal is to do Mm. that they have it as easy as it is that they don't go through the things that we went through yes and that's just an encourage. I, I feel like that's just what yeah. I wanted to say for all of the women and male men yeah. hearing that you can be that mother yep. to anybody. You can be that father to anybody right. and, mm-hmm. and just be willing to go through the process of that healing mm-hmm. so that you can be what you need. Because, again, right. had it and, and I always think about, you know, people saying, you know, women shouldn't teach all these things. I'm like, bro, had your mom right not been there. Mm. or had your mom bro i would not have been bridges <laughs> yeah like had your mom not been there yeah right 
And had your dad dad not been there either, yeah, right? right? It would have just been like, what? Where would I have? You know, because again, God writes the story perfect, Facts. and my inclination was always to women. Mm-hmm. So when I came, it was already like I was already attached. Like Wally was already my second mom, yeah, mm-hmm. and Wally was already whatever you say I'm doing as yeah, I yeah. as I treat my mom, I'm mm-hmm. treating right, you right, right? right. Mm-hmm. and I think that's. Um, just the beauty of it and that women and men can be f- mothers and fathers yes. to this lost generation yep right it doesn't have to be your biological kid but right. whoever comes to you whatever child you see um you know if you feel it in your heart to step into foster care do it because there's mm-hmm. never going to be a right time mm-hmm. there's yeah. never going to be a perfect moment yeah. um, ready or not re- there's never going to be a ready or not yeah um there's just going to be a, a willing heart and that's yeah. all that that takes that's it's good. all that it takes. Um, there's no need for a God come and tell me if you want me to do foster care because the Bible come is clear right about <laughs> about what we do with these orphan quote unquote orphan kids that right. need a place right. that need love that mm-hmm. need all of that right. Um, so yeah, so that's good, man. That's heck good, man. yeah. Well, thank you, Jose. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I think this is a really powerful episode. It's a powerful story. I hope that those who are listening are just touched. Um, by Jose's words that really represent what the Holy Spirit just did in your life, what God Mm -hmm. did in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is a a real good kickoff to what this year is going to look like for all of us. It's going to look like, you know, what we said, vulnerability, accountability. um, And yeah, man, it's exciting. It's exciting. And you guys just stay along for the ride. Heck yeah. Uh, It's going to be good. It's going to be good. God's working. God's working in every single one of us and in every single one of you. You just yep. got to be willing. Yep. Um, so again, and I just, it's just so exciting. Yeah. Like you said, it's such an exciting year. Um, yep. Just what we have in store, what we have planned, right. so to speak. Um, you know, the discussions and the talks that we want to have, right. maybe the people we want to bring on, you know, right, whatever, right. wherever the Lord leads. And yeah. again, like Christian or not, mm-hmm. whoever hears this, that they just take something from it. Yeah, you know, facts. if you never serve the Lord, like I said, no one knows what happens in the final seconds of people's lives. So as yep. long as that seed is there, as long as you know that Jesus does love you, mm. um, as long as you know that we are always here for you, whatever Thanks. state you are in, I'll go meet you at the club. If you call Big me hooks. and tell me you want to talk, I'll go meet you right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just that kind of radical love that Jesus is about. Thanks. And as long as people know that, that's, you know, we did our job. We did our we did our we did our thing. We did our thing. We did what Jesus wants us to do. Yeah. yeah. So, so you cool. say he'll go into the doors of the club and be saying with you. Yes, sir. Chilling he, with he you. Did say yes, that. sir. He did. I he did. did just as just as Jesus the, the Pharisees were saying, look at dude eating with, with sinners. Yeah. I'm gonna be right there. Yes, and sir. we're gonna be pop smoke playing in the background. Yep. And we're gonna be chilling. And I'm be nodding my head to it too. Dude, I'm be like Dior, dude. Not not in my head to some pop smoke with you. Put my arm around you. I ain't gonna drink nothing. I ain't gonna do none of that. But we're gonna have fun. Give the, give the man some water. <laughs> yes, sir. We're gonna have some On fun. The rocks. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna get with you and we're gonna talk about God afterwards. There it is, man. <laughs> Oh, bro. I love you guys. Uh, I love you guys. I love you, audience, listeners. Keep, keep, uh, keep, keep following, keep yes. liking, keep sharing. Thank you for uh, We're really encouraged. Yeah, thanks for everything, guys. Y'all take it easy. Love y'all. See ya.